Let's get out and vote. Let's make our voices heard. We've been given the right to choose between a douche and a turd. It's democracy in action, so put your freedom to the test. A big fat turd or a stupid douche, which do you like best? Apparently, America likes the freaking douche. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the powerful Nerdcast. We have a very political heavy episode, which is to say we're just going to lightly comment on this big election, which just took place over the course of the last 24 hours. Really, we're still here to talk about cool, nerdy stuff, like Vegito versus Zamas, the X-Men franchise getting a reboot, and Deadpool, which seems to be in a state of limbo. But first... Christian, we have got to talk about this election. I feel that as Americans, we have to at least address it. Oh, man. Like, I don't even know where to go with this. Okay, so going into yesterday, yesterday was the election day. I was thinking, ah, I I don't want Hillary to win, but I'm pretty sure she's going to win because Trump is just so ridiculous. He's just, he's been too real for the American people. You know, mm-hmm. he's just, he just said too much ridiculous stuff. But, you know, that's what Trump does. He trumps the playbook. He does, and he does it with a lot of shock value. Even after all of the stuff that came out about him about a month ago, he still manages to just go out on the podium every week with the same old speech. A chicken in every pot and a pussy in every hand. I mean, I don't know how he does it. It's amazing that there's a president that can get away with this. He's like a real-life troll. Trolls aren't trolling because they just like to say mean stuff. They're trolling because they want to get a reaction. Mm -hmm. And Trump wants the news media to pay attention to him. That's true. So he goes for the hardest core stuff to say because he knows they'll have to talk about him later that day. Mm -hmm. You know, and he just keeps the media attention going and going and going. But, you know, I don't even really want to get into the politics of Trump or what he stands for. But, I mean, I think... Trump was elected president because people just wanted an outsider so bad that they were just willing to go with him. Like they mm. just saw Hillary Clinton as the establishment and they're like, no more of that. They, they were tired of, like you said, the established rhetoric of politics that we've just been engrossed in for years. And I years truly and years. believe it's not that half of America was for Trump. Mm. They were just for some change that they could believe in. Corey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, tr- I know I made a joke there, but I truly mean people are just over nothing happening in government. And they're like, fuck it. We're trying this guy. Mm-hmm. you know. And so here we are. Everyone that's not in America. Let's see what happens. <laughs> he really, that's all we can do. We have to remember, too. He's just he's president elect. He's not in office yet. We still got a couple more months with Obama. So let's see what he can he do can before drop, he leaves. Man, think of all the shit Trump can talk now. Just raw, straight shit because nothing can stop him now (laughs) no nothing really (laughs) he could go like i don't know man he could do anything he wants Mm -hmm. i remember one of my um i have to be honest one of my favorite trump quotes is when he says i could walk in the middle of new york and shoot someone and my poll numbers wouldn't go down (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love that we have a president though that has a quote like that like there's going to be a book of all those Trumpisms, of just all the ridiculous things that he has said. We're going to look back on it years from now. We're going to laugh and be like, really? We allowed this to happen? Whatever. But, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as you where, you know, I, I thought Hillary was going to win and I kind of wanted her to win. But it's the same situation where it's like she's sort of not so much the lesser of two evils, just another type of evil. 
<laughs> to say the least. Like they're just they're so different in the degrees of what they do, and uh, you know I'm just I'm shocked by the entire event, really. And I mean, obviously, a lot of people on social media are today too. I mean, everybody is just blowing the fuck up about this election. A lot of people saying that this is the end of America. This is the beginning of some sort of xenophobic, racist, sexist regime, which will never end. And honestly, I just don't think it's going to come to that. And I don't think people need to be scared to the point where they feel like they have to like move to another country. I think that's a little extreme. I, I love this. Here it is, Corey. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? When was this like? When did he say this? I mean, it doesn't matter when he said it. I don't know. It's just, I just. But that video from CNN was from June. So, like, that wasn't that long ago. I could go Um, in Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and I wouldn't lose any votes. (laughs) This guy just said he could go commit murder in broad daylight. Yeah. (laughs) He talks about grabbing pussies. He wants to put up a freaking wall and exude all Muslims from coming into the country, and he still won. In many ways, you've got to give the guy some credit. The guy doesn't stop. I hate giving him props, but Uh what I'm saying here is that guy, whether or not he got his daddy's money to get going, that is a guy that went up against the world and won. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the media hated him. Half of the Republicans hated him. All the Democrats hate God him. knows Hillary has got to be having the worst day of her fucking life. Not only has her political career been very tumultuous, but the fact that, you know, one, her president was husband. Her president, uh, her husband president <laughs> committed freaking infidelity. This was her big opportunity to not only win, but also to be the very first female president. And it was taken away by fucking a guy who had a reality TV show and a cameo in Home Alone 2. Oh, well, he also provided the hotel in Home Alone 2 that they filmed that movie in, Corey. Hmm. You, you need to bow down to Sir Trump, your majesty, now. The Plaza Hotel. <laughs> Jesus. I, you know, I actually didn't even know that fact. Oh, I did. And when I was a kid and I was watching that movie, I didn't know who fucking Donald Trump was. I just thought it was just some random businessman who I was talking to him. I thought he was some random pussy grabber. And then... <laughs> I, this, this is a president that a month ago said they had him on tape saying, I grabbed their pussy. This guy won. That's ridiculous. I cannot, you know, I'm actually kind of excited to see some of the crazy shit that he is going to say. Dude, Corey, I think we all know, like, uh, that th- this election was just like, I remember sitting around yesterday. I had the free time to go vote. Mm-hmm. And I hate admitting in the sense that I know a lot of people take the right to vote very seriously. And, and so do I. And they like, should. This election bothered me to the core, though, that I was like, I can't vote for Hillary. I can't vote for Trump. I don't know what to do. Mm. And I don't want to. I liked Gary Johnson, but he also kind of fucked up a lot in the past few months, like not knowing where uh, I think it was. Aleppo. Uh, Aleppo was. I was going to say Ippolito's, but that's because we went there for lunch. Uh, and, <laughs> Delicious, by the way. <laughs> and But it's just he fucked up. He didn't get the into the presidential debates. And if you're not in the presidential debates at 15 percent support, uh, I think that's the popular vote. You don't get in. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get in. He had no real chance. So I wasn't going to throw away my vote on Gary Johnson. So. I, I was really struggling like mm-hmm. with the burden of do I vote for one of these people that I hate both of them. And I just ended up not voting mm-hmm. because, God, it sounds like I'm protesting or something, but it, it you, wasn't it, that. You really shouldn't have to. I mean, as as an American, you have the freedom to not vote. And I honestly think it's a good decision if you're just 100% not sure of what you're doing. You shouldn't be forced into a position where you have to vote. I, I honestly think that's a bad thing to do. Yeah, but at the same time, I didn't feel uneducated. I didn't feel ill-informed or uh, pressured. 
I mean, Corey, we live in the fucking South. We live in Georgia. Like the This is a pretty divided state, though. It was divided, yeah. but at the same time, you could go easily and find a whole bunch of people that love Trump for no good reason. I'll say this, like, you know, every day when I'm driving home from work, um, I, I see more Trump signs posted all over the place than I see any Clinton signs. I mean, right before uh, the election, I think two weeks before, someone went through our neighborhood and slapped Trump Pence bumper stickers on all the stop signs i mean you remember yesterday when we were driving uh through town and we were going over the bridge you could see those people were on the bridge with their american flags and their trump signs like they were getting out there and trying to bring awareness to this but i didn't see a single person doing that for clinton now obviously like you said we're in georgia things are different here uh it probably was different in other states as well pepperidge farm remembers pepperidge farm is definitely going to remember this shit (laughs) so uh good luck america I don't know where to go from this. I am not an educated political commentator. So I'm uncomfortable discussing this publicly. Mm -hmm. Like you should listen to me. Like my opinion matters more than yours. I didn't vote. So -hmm. there's that too. So if that offends you, you know, and that detracts from my opinion on this topic, I understand that point of view. Yeah. A lot of people have that feeling like if you don't vote that you have no right to complain. Yeah. Or or even have like a say in the matter. I don't believe in that. Like I said, I think you shouldn't be forced to just do it just to do it because it's your civic duty or something like that. You, I think if you vote, you really need to have a clear mindset of why you're voting. I want to support these people, and but I also want to like them before I support them, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I didn't like any of them. And even though it seems like the end of the world right now, uh, for a lot of people, you know, we just we have to wait and see. We, this could be a blessing in disguise for all we know. Things could actually be good. We just we have to wait and see what's going to happen. It's not like he's the worst president that we've ever had. We have had some pretty crappy presidents in the past. Do some freaking research and see what some of those old school presidents have done and said. It will freaking freak you out. I, I am interested to see, though, because let's be honest. Donald Trump is not presidential, though. That's something that has always bothered me about him. Mm hmm. I just want to see how he handles being a president in the sense of being a respectable, you know, guy in the public eye. Because he is the representative of America in a way. You know, he has to represent us in some way. He has to, you know, go to different countries and meet different, uh, you know, leaders and stuff. Like, he's going to have to carry himself, I think, a little different from this uh, point on. Can't be grabbing him by the puss. Nope. Okay, let's move on. Fuck that topic. Yeah, but th- there it is. We just we had to address it because it's just it's such a big thing right now, and as Americans, we just had to talk about it. But let's move into the meat of this podcast, which is the real reason why you're here and why you should really be excited. Because fuck this presidential election. Vegito is back in Dragon Ball Super. Holy shit, the hype for the next episode is just insane. I When I saw the preview for the upcoming episode, I, I got so excited. Probably the most that I've been for all of Dragon Ball Super. I had a feeling that there was going to be some fusion involved, and while I was hoping it was going to be Gogeta, I'm glad that we're going to see the return of Vegito, and it's going to be Super Saiyan Blue, and he's going up against Zamas, who's also going through some really crazy transformations. What are your thoughts on the preview for the next episode? Well, I am excited to see, uh, is it Vegito? It is Vegito. I'm excited to see Vegito back. I am excited to see how this actually, how they fight now that, because Zamas has always been like winning by cheat tricks or like like spinning it. It's never been an equal one-on-one fight. Either he's immortal or he's pulling out some cheap ass trick where he has like, you know, all the blades come out and attack you or whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know, or all the clones. So I'm excited to see where this fight goes now that's going to be on equal ground. Mm-hmm. Uh but at the same time, I'm a little confused how they're going to wrap this arc up. 
is Vegito just going to win? Or are they just going to use the uh, evil containment pot or whatever it is, you know? Like, there is still the chance that they're going to use the Mafuba technique, and yeah. I still have a feeling that it's going to be involved in some way. The thing is, though, like, they're they're going to have to try and create, like, a seal or something because, you know, they left that on Earth. So I'm kind of interested to see if they do use the Mafuba technique, like Earth. how they're going to seal the pot again. Yeah, they'll probably just make another one. You know, just a Naruto scroll. They're going to whip that out. I mean, scroll. in a post-apocalyptic setting, though, where, where are you going to be able to, you know, come across something like that? That's the only thing. Walmart. I don't know. <laughs> Walmart, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the the thing is, uh, I'm excited for next week. I actually really am excited to see it that animated because it looks really good. Like the preview yeah. showed the animation quality. Yeah, I'm was... looking at the preview right now and like just the animation just looks so fast and furious. I really, really love it. Um, I'm really hoping we'll get to see some new techniques aside from just like what's some, the episode some number that's coming up uh the episode is going to be episode 66 so you can uh, probably just bring that up on youtube should be pretty easy to find um it, it's one of those previews too that like in some ways i wish they could have been more secretive about it like instead of just showing vegeto in the brand new form as a moss maybe just show some shots of like goku and vegeta just like powering up and maybe some build up to it oh god you gotta turn that down um but yeah i mean they, they don't waste any time vegeto right there super powered up um, but I'm really curious, like, what the deal is with freaking Zamas? Like, why half of his body is, like, all purple and nasty I think looking? it's obvious that his, uh, his, uh, imperfect, or his, uh, what do you call that? He's immortal, mm -hmm. but it's not perfect now that he, he, uh, fused with a non-immortal version That's of That's true, like, maybe it's, like, weakened him in a sense. Um, that shot right there at the end, too, um, that might actually be him going through the transformation, and I can't tell if that's vegeto that's being blown back or if that might actually just be regular vegeta it's uh it's kind of it looks to like tell. that's vegeto you can tell but right i mean there. like here keep watching Look, that clip right vegeto. there and that's vegeto. yeah that is vegeto uh so clearly he's just really super pissed off yeah um and he gets when they scream louder mm -hmm. they get stronger and upon further inspection too it, it looks like the earrings that they're using to do the fuse might actually belong to gawas who is the uh, the master of zamas yeah, which is... Uh, I think that's poetic justice. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, it's like, I need you to bring down my student, use this uh, to power yourself up. And that attack right there, that looks like a Kamehameha, but it looks slightly different. It has a, a, a yellow, like, aura to it. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, in general, the, the entire blast is yellow, but it has, like, yeah, like that other bit of, like, electrical energy, which is sort of, like, flowing around it like I, a tornado blast. I was going to say, like, a final flash and a Kamehameha mixed together. That would be cool. The final Kamehameha? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they can give it another cool name because that is that is something that I think they need to do because um, Zamas displayed so many cool techniques in the most recent episode, like some of which like stuff we've never even really seen in the Dragon Ball universe before, which I think has definitely been one of the most refreshing things, uh, you know, summoning all the, the blades of judgment and then using that weird like bird technique, which is where he summoned like that big ghostly key bird. Mm -hmm. Like, there's never been anything like that in Dragon Ball at all. It was slightly reminiscent of the Susano from Naruto. Like, that was kind of the feeling that I as was As soon as I saw his final uh, um, version, his uh, Zamasu's final fusion form, mm -hmm. I immediately thought of, like, Madara um, in his, like, uh, Tentails form and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It has that kind of feel to it. Yeah. I think also because they have those orbs that float behind them. Yeah, he has, like, that, like, big light halo that hangs out behind his back. Yeah, it kind of has that sort of uh, yeah. feel to it, you know? And I like that, though. It, it does give him some more distinctiveness because at the end of the day, uh, the fused form of Zamas is essentially just Zamas with uh, a different colored outfit and Goku's hair. 
Yeah, like pretty really, much. that's it. By giving them that halo, I thought that was cool. I kind of wish he would bring the scythe back, but just I just kind of liked the whole aesthetic of him actually using a scythe. It just it feels appropriate for something like that, like for a god to use. Um, but all of his techniques were just so incredibly devastating, and nothing really seemed to harm him at all. Um, hell, Trunks didn't even last at all, man. When he just jumped in and started to attack him, he got his uh, sword completely snapped in half. So he breaks that sword once a week. It feels like probably. Um, it's but, all good. But the the most recent episode was pretty intense, and I really enjoyed it. But I mean, this this upcoming one could really shake things up for the rest of Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, no, I I think that it's it's this arc is finally hitting its high point. Mm-hmm. So I I am excited to see uh, how this fight wraps up. I think we got like three more big battle episodes, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're gonna have uh, some wrap up for the arc. I mean, it's it's hard to say too because a lot of the times when there's like a really important episode, you know, of course they like to give it the best animation that they can. But like the preview for the next episode looks really good. Like by Dragon Ball Super standards, it looks like it's got some fantastic animation attached to it. So I really hope they don't kind of like blow their load entirely on that episode, and then we get another one that's kind of subpar when compared to it. Um, maybe we'll get a couple that look that good. It, it's it's not out of the question. We've seen it happen in other series before. Uh, you know, most recently in Naruto, like the the big fights between Naruto and Sasuke, both of those episodes look good. The following episode, which was uh, the final part of their uh, their battle and their confrontation with each other, was also handled really well. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just going to pump a lot of budget into this big battle right here. I mean, I'm just really excited to see how this is going to get wrapped up, and I'm also curious to see how they're going to uh, like defuse from one another because the only other time that they've done this in the past is when they were fighting against uh, Super Boo or whatever the hell that form of Boo was called. He, he went through so many different Super forms. evil uh, Mega Boo. That was when he like absorbed like practically everyone in Gohan in particular. Um, and, uh, you know, he absorbed uh, Vegito into his body, and that forcibly made Goku and Vegeta defuse from each other. But now they're using the Patara earrings, which means they're permanently going to be stuck. But I think that's the reason why they decided to include the scene of Kabito and the Kaioshin using the Dragon Balls to defuse from each other. So they could show, oh, this is actually possible with the power of the Dragon Balls. No biggie. Yeah, of and course. And I believe they actually use the Namek Dragon Balls to make that happen. So they can use any Dragon Ball to do this. It's not that big of a wish. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's not like creating planets and stuff. I yeah. think it's a pretty small wish. And, the reason uh, it was so dire during the Boo saga is because Boo had, like, murdered everyone. And this is kind of like their, their final resort. Like, we have to do this. Even if we're fused together, we have to save the universe. Here, it's, 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 it's different. They're in an entirely different timeline. They can return and use the Dragon Balls. Everything's going to be just fine. That's almost certainly what's going to happen. I hope before they unfuse, they fight Beerus, though, just to smack him around a little oh, bit. That would be crazy. You know, that would be a real, you know, that'd be a really cool way to sort of end this arc. Like they, they managed to defeat Zamas, whether it be just through their own strength or the, the Mafuba. Then after that, they return to their time. Beerus is like, who the hell is this guy? And they decide, you know what? Let's have a sparring match with Beerus. See how far that we've come. Um, there's also still the possibility that Vegito could use uh, Kaioken technique. Um, the well, that only, would win right away. It, 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 well, I don't, here's the thing. I really do think that Beerus is way stronger uh, than they've been letting on. I mean, have we really seen him get serious? Negative. Ever? I mean, remember when he killed Zamas, how easily he did it just by touching him and saying destroy, and his body just immediately disintegrated? That was a moment where Beerus was, like, legitimately angry at someone and wanted to kill them. Every other time he went up against, like, the Earthlings or Goku or Vegeta, it was basically out of annoyance. 
Or, like, out of entertainment. Yeah, like, he didn't harbor, like, an extreme hatred. He was just really annoyed by them. But with Zamas, you could just tell from his overall experience, like, I want to fucking kill you. You are going to die. End of story. Uh, so I really think there's a lot more to Beerus in his power. I think he hasn't even come close to displaying it, but this would be a good opportunity to sort of, like, show how far Goku and Vegeta have uh, come up on the ladder. Um, it's definitely going to freak out Beerus a little bit, but... Do you think that he actually could pull off the Kaioken technique, uh, even if Vegeta is there? Because he's never used that technique before. I don't know. And that's the other thing. I always wonder, these people train together all the time, mm-hmm. but yet they don't teach each other their different techniques. Like, how come Vegeta's never learned instant transmission? He trains with Goku all the time. He could easily teach him that. That's true. You know? How come he doesn't teach him Kaioken? You don't Kaioken? ever see Beerus or Whis using instant transmission. And it's even more helpful for them to get around, and because uh, it takes, like, Whis 30 minutes to get to Earth. And so it's kind of like, why isn't that like a uh, thing everyone's wanting to learn? (laughs) They don't pass around secret techniques. I guess not. No. And I mean, sometimes techniques are really easy to learn and sometimes they're not. I mean, Trunks learned how to use the Mafuba in like less than five minutes. And while watching a really crappy cell phone video of Piccolo using it, which I do think that was a little bit of a cop out when they did that. Like, I don't think Trunks should have been able to learn the technique that easily. Especially because, you know, it took Goku a little bit of time. And even in the arc when the Mafuba was introduced, it was a really dangerous technique. It was, like, supposed to, like, shorten your lifespan, even potentially kill you. And uh, Tien worked his ass off to learn that technique. And, you know, Tien's definitely not the strongest character in the series now. But I think he's one of the strongest Earthlings, without I a think doubt. that uh, just them being so powerful, it doesn't bother them to do it. Maybe. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe I mean, they have achieved godlike bodies at this point, and with Trunks, it's kind of hard to tell because they're still trying to keep his power sort of ambiguous. Like, that that's the thing. There's still a possibility that Trunks could end up being, like, the star of this arc. Like, maybe Vegito's gonna fail. There is the possibility that he could lose, and then Trunks finally has to step in and finally just unleash all of that apocalyptic power. Yeah. Which I think would be really cool, to be perfectly honest. I just feel like you're not gonna physically beat uh, Zamas, I feel like you have mm-hmm. to seal him because of his immortal body. You're just not going to get to physically it's, it's, blow him it's away. It's going to be tough. I mean, they were able to defeat Majin Buu, so we'll see. But then again, defeating Majin Buu took like the collective energy of the entire universe. It's so pretty straightforward. It's, it's, yeah, you know, just it's, it's going to be strange. It is interesting to finally have a villain who is uh, stronger. You know, I think we can both agree Zamas is definitely more powerful uh, than Majin Buu at this point. Oh yeah, uh, but I, I still don't think he's like really shown how destructive he truly can be either. Like we we saw Boo do some crazy shit. A lot of that being the fact that we were also spending a lot of time with Boo. We spent tons of time with that character. Oh yeah. And then he destroyed the earth and then he went around and like actually started killing people in the afterlife, which makes no sense by the way. Like I, I don't understand how that works. I think it's maybe just because some people get to keep their physical bodies and other people don't. Yeah, so it's like he just went where they were hanging out. Yeah, and just and killed them physically, but maybe they still exist in like an ethereal sense, like all those like because when they go to like when people die, you know, you have the certain people who are just clouds of the spirits. But then every once in a while, King Yem is like, "Eh, you're cool. You did some really crazy shit in your life, and you were a hero, so I'm gonna let you keep your body." I don't really see the significance behind that, but there's still a lot of mysterious things about the other world of Dragon Ball, which they could definitely get into. And they seem to be still doing a lot of that with Dragon Ball Super right now. But, I mean, the hype is just so real for this episode. Like, I remember when that preview came out last Saturday, just everybody was flipping the hell out. And it it took everything in my power to not include anything about Vegito in the title or the thumbnail or anything. And I even put like a spoiler warning in my review. Cause I didn't want people to get angry about it. You should have just made Vegeta the thumbnail. Should have. 
<laughs> I can I can almost a hundred percent guarantee we're we're gonna be seeing those. Um, as some oh my god, they just released the new death battle. Oh really? Is this that's new? it right there? Yeah, this is it. Hulk versus Doomsday. Holy shit! I don't even want to see it. I don't even want to look at it. Yeah. Um, I'm kidding. I'm gonna watch it right now. Oh my god, no! Just the middle of the podcast. We'll okay, just... middle of the pod. We we are live watching the brand new episode of Death Battle right now from the good folks at Screw Attack. It's the Incredible Hulk versus Doomsday, which I'm not sure I can call this battle. It, it's kind of hard to say. They I both... say Doomsday. You say Doomsday? Yeah. Uh, damn. I'm gonna say Hulk. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. So we'll see. It's possible. Um, Doomsday is like Superman powerful though. He is Superman powerful. That's that's really what sort of gives him the edge. And I mean, they they just they both done such crazy shit. I mean, right now they're just <laughs> Doomsday's just throwing a fucking bus at the Hulk. You think that wouldn't even push the Hulk back? Boom. Oh man. Shit. Okay. So, um. They're pretty much just punching each other a lot because that's what these characters do. Mm-hmm. They're not deep. That's characters. the thing too. Like Doomsday and Hulk, like their powers consist of basically just punching. I mean, they can utilize their strength in a, in a number of different ways. Obviously, like Hulk can like create like a, a huge sound wave by clapping, or he can pound the ground and just destroy everything. But mostly, they're just doing what they do best, which is throwing cars around. And then they also uh, Doomsday does have laser eyes, though. Yeah, d- I don't. Does, Does he? he have laser eyes? Or no. was that just in the movie? Maybe it was just in the movie. What's the other guy that kind of looks like Doomsday? But uh, it's not Doomsday? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Is it a DC character? Yeah, I think so. Uh, is he is he like actually like a villain with competency? Yes. Like, I think you're thinking of Darkseid. Darkseid. Darkseid Dark has... Side. Well, Darkseid's eyes are like... You almost can't escape his attacks unless you're like a main character. Yeah. Unless you're basically Superman, or I think like the Flash or something, you're you're not gonna be able to escape. Like the whole point of his eyes are like when he fires them, you're always gonna get hit by it. Oh, because they bounce around. Yeah, and they just they follow you. They're like a heat seeking missile. Oh yeah, um, they're like they'll bounce off things yeah. and they'll just track you down. But it's fun, you know. Looking at this battle right now, it's mostly taking place in a city. This is probably gonna end up going somewhere crazy eventually. But that's the thing. The Hulk is just he's so ragingly powerful, but he definitely has more damage on him than Doomsday right now. Yeah. You know, you, you actually see blood on his face. I forgot that this episode was actually coming out today. It's kind of insane. Also, Hulk has so many power-ups throughout the years. Like, he can randomly, all of a sudden, he gets these, like, rage modes where he just, like, you know, can just, uh, like, break. Like, I remember, I think it was World War Hulk. Mm-hmm. Hulk was so powerful, he was about to break the whole world in half. <laughs> I'm like, how did he get that strong? Just saying that out. He was about to break the world in half. Like, see this? Ah, ah! Yeah. Damn, the Hulk might actually lose. Holy uh, shit! Oh yeah, because Doomsday he can regenerate. Oh yeah, I oh, heard the- he gets stronger every time because uh, he. Uh, oh my god, he is just impaling the Hulk multiple times. Guys, look up this video: Hulk versus Doomsday. It's getting pretty intense. You know, I, I think he might actually win right here. This could be it. The Unless thing- the Hulk just gets so angry, but I don't know. This might be it. There's a lot of video left. There is, but a lot of that could be... Oh, oh it's over. Yeah. Holy crap. Yep. 
Doomsday absolutely annihilated the Hulk. Well, you got to remember, Doomsday is pretty much this kind of, he's almost like a Saiyan-like creature. Every time you hurt him, he yeah. comes back stronger. Yeah, that's that's like the whole point of his character, too. Yeah, because he you was know? like a genetically created creature that got killed, I think, a million times until mm -hmm. he was finally strong enough to uh, mm -hmm. um, like kill uh, Superman. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was the very first DC villain to, to kill Superman, if you want to say really kill, but I mean... He just punched him a lot. Yeah. But I mean, no, no, there aren't too many other villains who can say that they've done something like that. It's still a shame that I still don't think he's been done, you know, fully, like, justice in the movies. And Especially ways... now that he's he's already been, like, there and defeated. Like, they if they really wanted to utilize Doomsday correctly, they should have, like, revolved the whole movie around him. Yeah, and, like, built him up. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, maybe you see troll. his whole backstory about him being, like, the ultimate being who is being created. Build that up over a period of time. Show him come to Earth. Take out a couple of heroes. Have his big confrontation with Superman. It would have been great. Exactly. And looking at this image right here, like, what a missed opportunity never getting to see, uh, like, Hugh Jackman throw down <laughs> with the Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Like, that would have been so awesome. It would have been good. But I thought the Hulk kind of could uh, heal fast, too. Um, I think he does have some regenerative capabilities. Um, like, I know, and a lot of things can't hurt him that much. Like, obviously, he gets shot multiple times and doesn't get penetrated by the bullets. But, I mean, you can clearly see, you know, Wolverine is using his adamantium claws to, like, cut into his body and everything. And that works. Yeah. yeah. Well, it adamantium cuts into everything, though. You know, Pretty that's not really much, fair. Yeah. But yeah, even there, he got he he got stuck with some fucking uh, like tranquilizers. Yeah, well, that's the number one way to beat him yeah. is trank him. But I mean, he's not going to be able to stop Doomsday from constantly like stabbing him with spikes and stuff, and like like he did in this battle where he just yeah. completely annihilated him. Just damn, I, you know, I really did underestimate Doomsday in this battle. That's right, Doomsday Honestly, is just Doomsday versus Zamas. Oh my gosh, how freaking crazy would that be? No, I honestly think uh, Zamas would wipe the floor with him. I don't know, man. He's too powerful. I still, th dude. I think Superman could go toe to toe even right now with the Dragon Ball characters. Well, that's as a whole powerful other, as they are. That's a stupid debate because it never you never solve that one, you know. Yeah, but I mean the fact that Doomsday can go, like go on par with him, like you know, I just think that would be an epic battle, especially now that Zamas is going through that transformation where he's got like a big beefy arm and everything. Oh yeah, and they both have regenerative capabilities. I just think that would be a really epic fight. It would be pretty cool. Up. Oh. Hulk getting his head ripped off. Hell, I would have liked to see uh, Doomsday versus Majin Buu. That would have been cool. Or Doomsday. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which form of Buu would be best. Maybe Kid Buu. I mean, you know, obviously he's teeny and everything, but just, oh, that would be insane. What's the next death battle? Oh, you want to see the next yeah, one? Yeah, I want to see. They nah. only announced, I think, one person. Whoops. I clicked the wrong thing. Crap. Oh, I just saw it. What? I next just... time on death battle. Ah, uh, never mind. Let's not look at it. No, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my god, it's Zoro! Zoro versus... Holy shit, Zoro from One Piece, who's he gonna go up against? It has to be another swordsman of some kind. Um, Holy shit, who could it be? Because they've uh, already done... Like, is it gonna be someone samurai-themed? Or is it gonna be someone who can use multiple swords? Versus Guts. No, they already did Guts. Yeah, they already did Guts, they already did Raiden. Um, they've already done Deadpool. Um, I'm just trying to think of... Other, like, sword characters that are kind of similar to Zoro in many senses. Because um, a lot of the times they kind of like to do East versus West a lot of... I mean, we just had two American comic book characters. What? Um, oh, that was the last one. That, that was 
Amy Rose versus uh, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. It was okay. Amy Rose fucking destroyed her. Of course she did. But, I mean, she's a fucking Sonic character. She's did super that one, fast. Who won that one? Um, I did not watch Ken versus Terry, but I'm going to go ahead and just say Ken wins. Um, I'll tell you in two seconds. <laughs> We're totally spoiling some death battles for you guys. But this is a, this is still a really fun series. They've managed to... Uh, oh, this is a sprite one. I love when they go back and they animate yeah, the sprites. Yeah, I do prefer the sprite episodes. I mean, their 3D has gotten way better. Just look oh, at yeah, the first, a... like, Goku versus Superman, and then the second one. You Hell, the, even... the, uh, the Raiden episode. Oh, I yeah. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, Very well done. The Deadpool episode was pretty good, but I do know what you mean. There's something just really enduring about these, and it works, too. Because uh, Terry is from King of Fighters, and it's very similar to, like, Street Fighter style. If some way it was a competitor, you know? Yeah, it's like when we used to watch uh, that old show. I think it was uh, Mario Brothers Z. Oh, yeah. Like, those are crazy. Like Mario can... Brothers Z. I totally forgot about those. Yeah, those I, don't, I don't know if they're continuing them anymore. I haven't checked them out in a couple of years. But, I mean, like, these look great for being 2D. Like, hit them in the <laughs> balls. Just hit them right in the balls. Freaking Johnny Cage shit right there. I'm just trying to think who's going to be going up against Zoro, though. Like, that's going to be a crazy battle because it's going to have to be someone who's really super destructive and powerful because despite the fact Zoro's a swordsman, like, look at what he did to Pika. He basically cut a mountain in half. So, damn, that's going to be nuts, man. I mean, Zoro is maybe even still the strongest member of the tr- the crew raw strength-wise. Oh, I you know? still say if both him and Luffy fought 100%, didn't bring emotion into the battle, and it was purely just this, like a death battle, yeah. I think Zoro would fucking destroy him. Yeah. But it's only just because, you know, Luffy does have the his devil fruit powers, but, I mean, Zoro, he can still get cut. And Zoro, like, all he does is cut shit. Yeah. And just, like I said, he's cut mountains in half. You know, we haven't seen Luffy do anything like that. Um, but yeah, that would be an interesting battle. But yeah, he's definitely up there. You know, him and him, Sanji and Luffy are definitely the the big three. Oh yeah. Let's see. Uh, they, they... Utilizing some of the anime. Yeah. <laughs> into the actual battle. Oh man, I mean, Ken has to win. It's fucking Ken Masters. We'll see. Oh, oh shit! He got shot by the under the ground technique thing. <laughs> Who will it be? Oh, they're still going. Oh, Ken is still standing. Terry. Oh, my God. Is Terry going to win? Holy shit. Terry won. Terry just beat Ken Masters. Not the master of losing. Oh, my God. All right. This is. (laughs) I don't know. I don't play King of Fighters that much. So maybe there's more to to Terry than I actually uh, don't know. I mean, look at him. Beat the shit out of that guy. (laughs) <laughs> death battles are fun they are i mean they, they take concepts that would never happen and manage to somehow make them work my best thing my favorite thing about them is they actually do research you know usually at the end of the battle you know you're always a little disappointed if your guy wins but then when they uh actually like show you it and you see like the stats like okay that's when i started to realize yeah i want goku to beat superman but you can't argue with the facts you can't i mean look at what superman has done he literally is one of the strongest characters forever. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the future, he becomes like a god or something. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of unfair again. It, it just, it doesn't make sense. No. You know, it's it's too unfair. So, uh, what else? We were going to talk about um, the X-Men movies failing. Yes. Or getting a reboot. Maybe. 
hopefully sooner than later. We'll have to wait and see. Um, one of the big things about the X-Men franchise is just because the last couple of movies in some ways have been kind of a disappointment. I mean, Deadpool, I think, stands on its own. Deadpool is not an X-Men movie to me. I mean, I do consider it a part of the X-Men franchise just because he is an X-Men character and you got Colossus and all the other characters. It's not an X-Men movie. (laughs) But you're right. It is a Deadpool movie. But, I mean, X-Men Apocalypse was kind of disappointing. Um... The one before it, I guess, Days of Future Past, I honestly thought was pretty good. That's the thing, like, the, with the X-Men movies, it's like, here's a good one, here's a bad one, here's a good one, here's a bad one. It's, it's, it's always been like that the entire time. It's just been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I didn't even see Apocalypse, because mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to be good. Don't even waste your time, dude. Not it's gonna. so forgettable. Not gonna. God, it's just not good at all, and such a waste of some pretty damn good talent. And it's just, like I said, I just, I don't remember anything special about that movie. Um, poor Oscar Isaac. They did not utilize him enough. He's been awesome in everything he's ever been in, and then they made that. I know. And, and that was that was one of like the one things I was keeping. I'm like, all right, Oscar Isaac is playing arguably the most iconic X-Men villain. Let's see if he can do it. And it was just okay. But I, I do honestly think now is the time to uh, to reboot the series, especially once they finish the Logan movie. You know, let that be like the last moment for Wolverine, and then we can finally move forward. Um, the biggest task, though, is going to be coming up with, like, who's going to be playing the new characters, and will this new X-Men franchise tie into the MCU, and if they're smart, it will. So, who's going to play Wolverine in your eyes? Who do you want to see playing this character? The new Wolverine? Yeah, like, if you could choose any actor to play Wolverine, who would it be? Jack Black. He has the physical, you know, he has the physical mentality for it. He's a good... I or, can't argue with that. Or Will Ferrell. They could both pull it off. You know, or Will both... Ferrell. Jesus Christ. You know, as long as Will Ferrell wears the freaking spandex <laughs> in the suit, I'm okay with it. That's cool with me. I'm fine with it. Let it happen. <laughs> Honestly, no. It might be a little too hard and a little too premature to start thinking about the actors who could play these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do need to be implemented into the MCU. I mean, that's that's really the way for success now. Especially because they finally got Spider-Man, so now is the time to make that a thing. Um, it is going to be interesting if they do incorporate them into the MCU, like how they're going to make that happen, because... You know, typically in the Marvel Universe, in the comics, like, these characters have already existed together for a long period of time. So they're going to have to, like, be like, oh, yeah, all of a sudden there are mutants in the world now. Just saying. You know, they, they could say, oh, no, they've been here the entire time and they've just been in shadow. Or, you know, they could be like, oh, they're just finally starting to emerge after all of this crazy shit that's been going on. Um, I've always had sort of in the back of my mind if they incorporated the X-Men into the MCU that the X-Men have always been around, but they're so secretive that no one's actually ever known about them. And there's going to be something that's going to thrust them forward into the limelight or something that's going to like reveal them to the world. And uh, that's going to cause a lot of contention, um, which has always been one of the most interesting things about the X-Men series in general. I mean, obviously, it's always been sort of like an allegory for uh, racism and, and, and sexism and all that stuff, you know, all the stuff that Trump is all about. And uh, I'm just, I'm interested to see, like, how they're going to make that work. And it's also going to be a really tough act to follow. I don't think all the choices for the X-Men were great, but, I mean, like, Patrick Stewart was just the Professor X. He I thought it was so a perfect, perfect cast. Yeah, it was perfect. You know, they're going to, and, and that's not to say that McAvoy's bad either. McAvoy does a pretty good job. Um, but, I mean, we're, we're going to need to find someone else who can, like, you know, fill those chairs someone i don't know who it's gonna be uh they need to be freaking bald 
You know, I think McAvoy should have been bald from the beginning, but that's just me. Um, especially when he just sort of a, randomly appeared that way at the end of uh, X-Men Apocalypse, which is just strange. It felt a little forced. It's like, okay, fine, he, he's Professor X. You happy now? We got it. That's kind of what it felt like. And even at the end of X-Men uh, Apocalypse, they showed a lot of the X-Men, like, in their costumes. Like, legitimate, like, legitimate black leather S&M costumes. Like, a lot of them looked, like, legit. Like, Ooh, black leather had, like, his old... Uh, costume and everything. It was pretty slick. Well, it's good that they're uh, respecting that about the characters, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of over X-Men. They've always been like the third place superheroes for me. There's always going to be Marvel, then DC, and then X-Men. There's just certain I mean, X-Men, X-Men is movies. Marvel, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true, but I'm saying like if you had to lump the groups together, yeah, you know, it's always... Uh, you know, the Iron Man, Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's a War testament Machine. to the X-Men, though. Like, they're so popular, they're almost like their own thing. Yeah, they are their own thing in my mind. Yeah. It, maybe their owners are all the same thing, but, mm-hmm. you know. yeah. Especially because there's so many characters that they can utilize. And, I mean, even if they do make a new movie, let's face it, they're going to use all the ones that we're used to. I mean, we're going to see Wolverine and Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, maybe Angel, Maybe Jubilee for freaking once. Jubilee was in X-Men Apocalypse. No one ever said her name once, and she never showed her powers. They just refused to acknowledge the existence of that character. What's Jubilee do? Uh, she creates, like, fireworks. Okay. <laughs> She's like, like, she can, like, shoot fireworks from her hands and shit. Not the most impressive thing in the world. Oh, God, what is this? Let's see. That's the president. That's the president. It was the land of opportunity that we held dear. But now all these other assholes are coming here. And where's my country gown? It was just here like two seconds ago. from the last season yeah right before he started uh running for president okay we get the idea (laughs) okay (laughs) oh my god excellent Corey. let's stay on point my bad anywho excellent (laughs) it it is really hard to to follow dude you guys have got to understand we ourselves are scatterbrained from this election thing yeah it really has sort of like messed with my entire mindset uh, for the day. I mean, I, I just, I woke up and I heard about the information and I was just like, God, there's just this like cloud over me and I can't get it to go away. It's just permeating every part of my life today. Not to mention just everybody's talking about it. It's everywhere in the media. You go to Facebook, everybody's talking about one fucking thing. Uh, so, the new Dragon Ball Z episode, the new Dragon Ball <laughs> Z episode, I, Vegito. Vegito. it sucks. Everybody was so hyped for it. Now this is all anybody's ever talking about. Um, speaking of Garrison, though, I am really excited to see tonight's episode of South Park to see what they're actually going to do with it. Um, if they actually created two separate episodes, um, cause they've done that before with previous ones. The first time Obama got elected, they had two episodes ready and that was just the day after as well. So they're sort of like continuing that tradition with this one right here. And, uh, maybe they'll even have a preview out for it soon. I'm really interested. Uh, but yeah, just... <laughs> dude i am i'm excited to see where the future takes us what was the other thing we were going to talk about uh your uh, mom. deadpool 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 uh, all right going back to the uh the, the marvel movies for a second 
Um, Deadpool 2. It's going to happen. There's no way that it's not going to happen. The first movie was so popular. But a lot of people are leaving the production of the second Deadpool movie. The director, the guy who does the music. And all of it apparently has to do with some contention they have with Ryan Reynolds himself. A little bit of creative differences. With Basically, I believe Ryan Reynolds wants to sort of like keep the second movie kind of in the same vein as the first. Like, slightly grounded, but not too insane. Like, I'm pretty sure that the, the director of the first movie, like, wanted to take it in a more grandiose direction. Kind of like, well, we're going to put Deadpool, like, in a situation like in Guardians of the Galaxy and just go freaking nuts with it. And Ryan Reynolds like, no, we don't need to do that to the character. We need to take what we established in the first and build upon it a little bit more. We can still do some wacky shit, but don't take it too much out of the realm of, like, Damn it, Deadpool realistic. could go to space and then come back to Earth for just, like, 20 minutes of the movie. You can have fun with him, yeah. but don't do the whole movie like that. You know, mm. like it should still be him running around New York or whatever city he's from, mm. you know? And I mean, they, they want to include a lot of classic characters that he's uh, been associated with, like the character of Cable. They want to put him into the movie. But I mean, he's a freaking time traveling character. So that's already pretty weird to begin with. Um, but it is weird. You know, a lot of these guys are not agreeing with like what Ryan wants to do with it. But it, this is one of those situations where it's like, I don't know, I kind of trust the actor on this one. Because without Ryan Reynolds, this movie would not have happened. I think they ought to like, practically sign the rights over to him, you know, and be like, look, you just do what you need to do with this, you know. Maybe they're not going to really give him the rights, but what they could do is easily uh, say, you know, you're still the creative director on this. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Like, he needs to have some form of creative control aside from just acting as the actual character. Yeah. Um, I mean, he can make it happen. Look at that cool ass advertisement. Oh yeah, selling ass. Oh, I, I've I've seen that one like almost every other day now. At first, it tricks you because it just looks like a normal car commercial, and it just morphs into this Rogue One uh, commercial. Which, ugh, that movie's only a month away. Rogue One. Rogue One. I'm I'm still waiting for the the ticket sales to be announced. I thought they were gonna happen months ago, but apparently they didn't. We're still waiting. Uh, but I mean, it's it's about a good month, month and a half until that movie uh, drops, and. It couldn't come sooner because I'm ready to focus more on Star Wars and Pokemon Sun and Moon and less on this political stuff. Just getting my mind off of it, I think, will be a really good thing because we've, we've been drowning in it for months now. And even though it's come to a conclusion and we know like the final results, we're still going to hear about this all week, all month. It's going to be the talk of every Thanksgiving table. Uh, just, yeah, it's, it's going to be insane. It's so distracting that I keep forgetting Pokemon Sun and Moon is actually coming out next week, which I'm so freaking excited for. That game's basically all been leaked too. Like there are just leaks everywhere right now. Who (laughs) cares about Pokemon? Fuck you. I care about Pokemon. Pokemon. I love the Pokemans. You and your little pocket monsters. That's what they are. That's true. (laughs) Not to be confused with monster in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i could have worded that so much better yeah yeah you could have the monster in my front pocket you talking about your dangling I'm talking about my dangling you know what guys <laughs> i think we're just gonna wrap it up there i'm sorry guys um, this one was a little all over the place it was but like i said this whole election has just sort of like thrown us into a state of disarray um but we had to address it we had to talk about that and we had to get hyped up a little bit more for this vegeto episode dangalang um, depending on what happens in the coming episode we may even have to talk about it a little bit more there could be a twist or a turn that we don't see coming despite the fact that the preview of the episode kind of gives away what's going to happen there could be something even crazier going on right after it 
Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for that. But in any case, uh, thank you guys for sticking around with us. Uh, I just want to take a moment to thank our network. That's Rogue Intel. Rogue Intel is awesome. They allow us to put this show together for you guys. And they allow us, most importantly, to be ourselves which is why we can do this. So make sure to check out the other shows at rogueintel.com. And if you want to help keep the network going, please head over to rogueintel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. It's not going to cost you any extra, and a portion of your total will go towards the Rogue Intel network. And I highly recommend checking out their uh, website because there are a lot of other great shows just like ours. And remember, you can also download our show for free. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, check out the links in the description box. You'll be able to check all those out. You can find us on iTunes all over the place. Good time to be a nerdy fan. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, the powerful nerdcast is out. We're out. We're out of here. We're out. We're out. You losers. We're, we're the out. best. We're the best podcast ever. It's amazing. It's amazing. The best. Mm-hmm.